You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to, oh, I kind of got close to the microphone there, didn't I, Ray? <laughs> Welcome back to our final segment of the Fully Alive Radio Program, the uh, pro radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. We are Dawn and Ray from Respect Life Ministries, and we had a very enlightening first half of our show in talking with um, Father Chuck Dom from out the uh, Domestic Violence Outreach and Jeannie Belanda from the Monte House um, and the great work they do. And so now we'd like to talk a little bit about some important things that are happening here in the United States um, as far as abortion law and some ways that we as the church can respond to assure women that the universal church is wholly and completely um, behind women and for women. And in order to uh, discuss that a little more elaborately, our next guest is Kat Talalis, who is Assistant Director for the Pro-Life Communications at the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. She, she previously worked in law in New Jersey as a journalist in Washington, D.C., and as a legislative assistant in Congress. Most recently, she served as program coordinator and media trainer for a women's pro-life nonprofit organization. She graduated with high honors from Rutgers University with a B.A. in English and received, received her J.D. from the College of William & Mary School of Law. Her writing has appeared in a variety of secular and non-secular publications, and she joined us at the USCCB in 2018, and Kat is just awesome. Welcome, Kat. Welcome, Kat. So nice to see you. Thank you so much. You're, I think you're awesome, Don. I've had the pleasure of meeting at least one of the co-hosts here, <laughs> yes. and um, really impressed by what you guys are doing in Chicago. Well, thank you. Thank you. And we are so excited to be talking about what's happening in that Dobbs case in, uh, at, at the Supreme Court right now. So we've had guests on in the last few months talking about it. Um, so why don't you just quickly tell us where we are with that, and then we yeah. can go from where, how the church is responding. Sounds good. So going back a little bit in time, in May of mm -hmm. 2021, the Supreme Court agreed to hear the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization case. And this case is about a law in Mississippi, which bans abortions after the baby reaches 15 weeks. Mm -hmm. And Jackson Women's Health, which was the only or is the only abortion provider in Mississippi, sued, uh, saying that the law violates Roe v. Wade. And so in response, the state of Mississippi basically asked the Supreme Court to overturn Roe as bad law, or at least to allow states to limit pre-viability 
abortions. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of the background of what happened in May of of, uh, 2021. We heard oral arguments later Mm -hmm. that year, and now we are waiting on a decision, hopefully to come really honestly anytime between now and June. And so it's a very exciting, exciting time. And what a decision in that case, you know, then could mean is that every state will be allowed to decide which restrictions it will have on abortion. Mm -hmm. And in states, you know, like California, Vermont, there might be uh, no restrictions at all. Abortions could be permitted up to, you know, at least 24 weeks or or later. Um, And in other states, you know, like, you know, Texas or Mississippi or others, there could be uh, much stricter restrictions on abortion, ultimately lowering the number of abortions substantially. So it's a very exciting time right Mm -hmm. now as we anticipate the outcome of this ruling. Sure. Well, we had a a guest on a few months ago who is also a lawyer, and he's from Illinois Right to Life. And he actually did his um, his work in, you know, Roe versus Wade and in the law around it. That's what he did most of his studies on. So he's very excited about what's happening. And his premise is that if the Supreme Court weren't pretty close to overturning Roe versus Wade, they wouldn't have taken the case. That's, that's where he is on this, um, which is very hopeful. I know that, uh, you know, it it almost feels like they should have come down with that decision already. But you know, there's so much going on, and they have to make sure they get all of their opinions correct. And of course, when you know, this is so controversial, apparently, they like to wait until kind of the end of the session to come back with their opinions. I mean, are you kind of in the same boat as he was on that? I mean, certainly very hopeful uh, as well. Again, it, it does seem unlikely that the Supreme Court would take this case at all if they weren't planning on doing something about it. Mm-hmm. That said, we really don't know. We don't we know what. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. what's going to happen. Sure. But it is a moment certainly for hope and certainly for prayer. And and, and as what you said in, in the latter part of what you um, just commented about the Supreme Court not really taking um, up a lot of these decision days about the more controversial social issues until the end of the term. I mean, that's definitely true. That's what we've mm-hmm. seen. A lot of the time they do wait until June. But again, um, sometimes like to surprise us. It could come out, you know, much sooner than that. Sure. And um, I mean, it could mean Roe versus Wade goes away. It could mean that the law changes a little bit. Um, it, it could mean that everything gets returned to the states, which is kind of what we're assuming um, mm-hmm. is is the main main outcome that would happen, right? Um, if if it yes. if it if it's if it's found in our favor, it's going back to the states. It's not doesn't mean abortion goes away, and that's an important exactly. important thing for people to realize. Um, you know, it's it they're looking at it as a constitutional issue. Do do we mm-hmm. have a right to uh, abortion in our constitution? Right. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, so this, even if Roe v. Wade is overturned, that does not mean that a, women can no longer get abortions in this country. It just means that certain states will allow it and certain states will not. Again, it's, it's really positive because that means, again, we can drastically reduce the number of abortions, the number of children who are killed, the number of women traumatized by this, mm-hmm. you know, very you know, terrible act. But it does not mean that abortion all of a sudden goes away here in the U.S., well, and, and most of our listeners are probably aware we have terrible laws uh, on abortion here in Illinois. And as a matter of fact, our Illinois legislature has um, kind of positioned our state to be ready to kind of catch the ball when if when and if Roe versus Wade is overturned and to become mm-hmm. just a huge place for um, like like a destination spot even for uh, for people because there's a lot of states surrounding us that have 
much more restrictive laws than we do. And we've already mm-hmm. seen that that people are crossing the border to come get abortions here for all the reasons that Illinois has made it simple and affordable and even free. So, um, and, and unfortunately, young girls don't even have to tell their parents about it anymore. They can just come on in and get it done. So it's it's a real shame. Are, yeah. are, you, yeah. seeing, are you seeing any... Any way, cat? Um, are you seeing any way of uh, some of these parishes, some of these archdioceses, these uh, organizations that are preparing for this? As Don mentioned, it's different here in in our state. It, it might be completely different, as you mentioned, in Texas as well. What can we do now as we're anticipating this great possibility of of this case? Right. I mean, that's a fantastic question. And I want to address the first part of what you and Don said, which is that in Illinois specifically, you know, things look hopeful. In fact, there might even be more abortions in Illinois now, which is really scary, yeah. right? That's that's a frightening prospect. Um, but overall, we should still recognize that having um, Roe v. Wade overturned will still ultimately reduce the number of abortions. Mm-hmm. It won't just relocate them. You know, there are a lot of women who are, choosing abortion because they're pressured. I mean, some statistics say up to 60% or more feel some kind of pressure to get an abortion. And so when they are in their state that maybe does have restrictions on abortion, uh, a lot of them are happy to hear when they go into the clinic that they can't get one, that they're too late, right? Um, and so actually it's, uh, you know, there's certainly there are a lot of women who are very angry, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, got a little froze freeze there. Um, so I, I think that the the point we're trying to make is that there are the, the, this will give us a lot of opportunity to work with women yeah. um, to help them to understand what the issue is. We're going to take a quick break and see if we can get Kat back, and we will continue with things we can do uh, to help women with this hopeful change that could be coming. Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted. 
and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. We are hiring. Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago is looking for mission-driven individuals who want to help make a positive difference in the lives of people in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Be part of a diverse, talented team of professionals in the largest human services organization in the Midwest. We are dedicated to helping people chart a more stable, happier future for themselves, and we accompany anyone in need, regardless of faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. Competitive salaries and generous benefits add to the satisfaction you'll have every day knowing that you're helping us amplify our impact in Chicago. To see our list of employment opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net. Once again, you're listening to Fully Alive, the radio program of the Archdiocese of Chicago's Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity, and you have Dawn and Ray. We were talking with Kat Talalis from the USCCB's Pro-Life Secretariat. Um, we lost her We lost her on video, but we still have her on audio, right, Kay? Kay? Kat? <laughs> Sorry. Are you there, Kat? Yes, I'm here. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm so sorry. There, for some reason, my internet very suddenly and abruptly cut out. So I'm here on audio. That's okay. There's, that's why we have so many options in technology these days, right? So that's, so that's <laughs> yeah, cool. God. <laughs> very, very good. All yeah. right. So you were yeah. um, you were getting going talking about um, some things that uh, you know about women going into often going into a pregnancy center and realizing they're too late and it's a great thing. Um, I think that's where we left off. They're too yes. late, too late so to I get an abortion. Just wanted to, exactly. Yeah. I just wanted to encourage everyone uh, listening that even though it seems like in Illinois, things will certainly get you know darker and the demand for abortion will go up in this state. Mm-hmm. Overall, the abortions in our country will be decreasing. And there are absolutely things that can be done in Illinois and states like Illinois that are kind of promising to be these sort of sanctuary states on abortion to, um, to prevent, you know, prevent abortions from happening because, you know, there's still so many opportunities to protect um, pre-born children and women, no matter what the legal situation of your state. And again, we're sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. And this is really a key moment for the church to come together uh, and to provide 
the the you know the prayer um, and the fasting against um, you know the strongholds that keep abortion legal and also to uh, come together and provide support and services and friendship yes. to women who are facing challenging pregnancies so that we make you know abortion not only hopefully one day illegal but unthinkable. Well, absolutely. And I think um, it's it's funny because, of course, we've always done these things, but it's almost yeah. like some of these things that we've been doing all along have been the best kept secret in the church for whatever reason. Um, people think, <laughs> yeah, people think the Catholic Church doesn't like women and, and because and they enforce them to carry their child to term, which is um, couldn't right. be further from the truth. So. You know, these yeah. are things we've always done, but now we're we're working to highlight those things so that um, so that people know they can come to us and we can help them. So so why don't you you kind of talked about exactly. two things we can do? There's prayer and fasting, and then there's also um, offering resources and making sure that women have everything they need to choose life, right? So absolutely, so, yeah. So why don't you talk a minute so about the, first, the, the um, prayer? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. So, um, so prayer and fasting, first of all, you know, again, this is a really exciting moment. Uh, certainly in my lifetime, this is the greatest opportunity I've ever, ever experienced to maybe see Roe v. Wade overturned and to allow really millions of women and, you know, children to be spared from abortion. Mm -hmm. So it's a really powerful moment. It's a life-giving moment. And I think we have to read the signs of the times and devote special time for prayer and fasting because that really is our greatest weapon um, in building a culture of life, fighting the culture of death, and in, in restoring lives and hearts, right? Prayer mm -hmm. and fasting. And sure. if we can do this in unity, all the better, right? Because mm -hmm. Jesus says, where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So it's a really important time, I, I think, to, to, you know, go full throttle on these spiritual weapons of prayer and fasting in this very important moment. Um, and the wonderful thing is that right now, thousands of Catholic, Protestant, and Orthodox believers are joining together in prayer and fasting for the outcome of this case. Mm -hmm. And you can find out more, anyone can find out more who's listening at uh, prayfordobs.com, www.prayfordobs.com, mm -hmm. where you can learn more about how, just how this is happening. Um, right now we are, uh, this Pray for Dobbs initiative, which is an initiative of really the universal Catholic Church, but also um, an ecumenical effort among our other, you know, Protestant and Orthodox brethren to help you know, the whole body of Christ join together in prayer and fasting. Sure. We're encouraging people to um, fast on Fridays, to choose a special fast on that day. It can be anything, you know. Um, I know sometimes I choose YouTube videos <laughs> um, or some other, you know, fast. If people might want to do something more substantial, you know, bread and water. I don't, I don't know what people like to do, especially in Lent, but uh, any kind of fast. And, and tie that back to the outcome of this case and do a specific um, intention to tie that back to the outcome of, of this case, which has so much potential to save so many lives. So, how, so that really can, is. Um, I was, yes. was going to say, how can people get involved in that and just start working on sure, that right well, now? Yeah, I, the best way to get involved with um, with Pray for Dogs is to go to www.prayfordogs.com where you can kind of sign up more formally. And when you sign up, you will get this a monthly highlight email, which will provide a prayer focus for everyone joining together to pray for the same thing. Uh, it'll give you some background information, some updates about the case, and also, very importantly, connecting you to a monthly prayer call where everyone who's joining together, again, Catholic, Protestant, Evangelical, 
um, and everything in between to join together in a monthly prayer call where we all pray together as as a body um, for the outcome of this case. It's a really uh, beautiful and powerful uh, thing. It's one of the most powerful things I've seen in my time in the pro-life movement to see all of the you know, the Christian believers, the lovers of Christ to join together, to intercede um, together for, um, for unborn and life and the well-being of women in our country. Mm-hmm. So yeah, prayfordobs.com. That's the best way to, to find out more. Okay. And so also something that's happening, and you know, we've been talking about this over the last couple of years even, is is walking with moms in need mm-hmm. and trying to get the parishes yeah. um, to join us in that effort. And I think we're probably going to do more with that in the very near future, because this is a great time to bring everybody together uh, to help um, to take care of women in need and to help everyone to know that the church is the place to go um, when you know someone who needs help. So why don't we talk just quickly mm-hmm. how that how that fits into this Dobbs case as well, if you could, Kat. Sure. Um, so Walking with Moms in Need is really a parish-based process by uh, which parishes walk in the shoes of local pregnant and parenting moms in need. It's a process by which parishes can kind of ask themselves the questions, like if I was, you know, pregnant and struggling and in a bad relationship and I had, you know, nowhere to go, mm-hmm. uh, what would I do? Where would I go? Would I even find, you know, the resources I needed? Would I know that the church, that I could walk into a Catholic church and get help? And and would the people who I meet at that local parish know how to help me? You know, are our vision for walking with moms in need is that any any woman in um, a challenging pregnancy or who's parenting young children could walk into any Catholic parish and talk to any Catholic parishioner, and they would be able to help them. Right. You know, and they would know where to where to refer them. What you know, what what to say. You know, what to offer them. Mm-hmm. And that's really our our goal and our vision for this. But as you said, and as you noted, you know, very truthfully. A lot of times the church is already doing these really great things. You know, mm-hmm. we have uh, amazing, you know, service organizations. We have Catholic charities. We have St. Vincent de Paul. We have pregnancy care centers. A lot of us do. You know, we often have Catholic clinics where women can get free or very low-cost health care. Uh, and for them and their children, you know, we have, again, through Catholic charities, women can get help with housing and, and all, all kinds of material assistance. Um, but the the reality is often that these services aren't really always integrated in a meaningful way, and they're not always communicated right. um, at the parish level. Well, and, and this so, so walking with moms and me does. Go ahead. Oh, sure, sure, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> so walking with moms and me does is it, it kind of creates an opportunity to do a process by where all of these things are looked at and tied together, and why where parishes can be these kind of focal connecting points mm-hmm. to these various ministries and services, and again, offer that personal accompaniment and friendship in helping women navigate these services. Sure. Well, and you know, earlier we interviewed Father Chuck Dumb, who's in charge of our uh, domestic violence outreach, and all of the work he's doing mm-hmm. could be highlighted through Walking with Moms in Need, too, because this is, you know, Absolutely. if somebody is coming to the parish because they're being abused or, or hurt, then his ministry would be highlighted through Walking with Moms in Need and give them the resources they need for um, counselors or whatever services they need, um, housing, whatever. So, you know, that's that's what it's all about. Um, so we're hoping that we're going to focus more Absolutely. on that more on that in the next few months, um, along with this the prayer and fasting effort, um, so that we can be here for for everyone and we can make sure that it's easy to make a choice for life. Um, 
or you know whatever 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 a woman needs is is taken care of. So, all right. Well, I'd like to thank you, Kat, for joining us. We're just about out of time. I know Ray had a couple other things he wanted to mention really quick, but um, thanks so much, Kat, for for being with us. And and Ray, what was the next thing you, you wanted? To, yeah, great. Yeah, another opportunity again. Thanks, Kat, for uh, joining us. We had a, a fast paced show, right? Uh, we sure did. Uh, just a, a quick another opportunity for everyone to join us in uh, our Pastoral Migatoria has this Lenten campaign, and they're ending it uh, this coming Holy Week. So they're ending it on uh, Wednesday, April the 13th, with their continued rosary prayer. And they have different languages that's praying each decade. Mm-hmm. So we invite you all to uh, to be part of it. It's a hybrid uh, event. So half will be on Zoom World, half will be on uh, in-person live. So if you want more information about it, uh, do contact Maru Peneda at uh, 312-534-8103. And uh, on April the 13th, that's a Wednesday, it'll be live also on uh, Our Lady of Chestahova in uh, Cicero. Okay. So, so many things coming up. Um, as we discussed in the beginning, we have uh, the gala in to support domestic violence outreach. We also have the Amate House Magic, Amate, which is yeah. a gala to support our, our mission um, fellows at Amate House and their work. And um, and we're going to hope, we're, we're praying for Dobbs. We're praying for That's Dobbs right. um, and walking with moms in need. So thank you all for joining us today. We, uh, we wish you a happy Holy Week, a wonderful Easter, and we will talk to you the first Wednesday in May. God bless. God bless. I believe in the sun. I believe in the risen one. I believe I overcome. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media. I heard mercy call my